Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind to both employees and customers love and support. Thanks to BizSimply for sponsoring this episode as our show partner. And BizSimply is the all-in-one HR, workforce management, road and operations software designed and built by hospitality experts to make every shift run like clockwork. And we join forces to help the industry to find new ways to become even more innovative in how we lead our people, how we operate, to how we grow our businesses, to how we serve our customers. Together, we want to share strategies and tools that can make the industry thrive long-term, not just survive. I kind of say, okay, I, I think I'm a small fish. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And one day, moving from one restaurant and, and another in Soho with a friend of mine, he said, like, I remember Tiago when he used to have all this pool of stuff that we can choose. And there was like a lot of people like coming here to work in hospitality. And I really miss that. And I'm like, oh my God, I think, I think the solution is there. I think let, let, let me just try to do it. So on the same night, I came back home at two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, okay, let's do that. And I just start to type and I drafted the email. Then on the next morning, I kind of read again and I said, okay, let's try. This is Tiago Luis Donye. He is and general manager for an amazing steak restaurant, Timber, in Shoreditch, which is actually opening very soon, as this week. But more important, he's also a trailblazer for a movement trying to get the government to consider two-year visas for EU citizens here in the UK. The vision for this conversation is to get much closer to the big issues around the staffing crisis and how a successful petition could actually buy the industry some time to build companies that people want to join and be part of, and also create long-term career choices for young people. Thiago shares his journey and how he got to that critical point that something has to be done about the staffing crisis and launched a petition to start this movement. His aim with the petition is to get more than 100,000 signatures as quick as possible and he hopes that from next year we can welcome people with the most needed skills and time to recover properly as an industry. He also shares some great and very actionable advice on what you can do as an operator right now to manage your staffing crisis better. Before you tune in, please also download your free white paper that we did in a collaboration with BizSimply. We have taken a deep dive into what Maverick leaders know and do. We call it the six tenets of Agile Hospitality. Six tenets every leader needs to survive and thrive in the new era of hospitality. Click the link in the show notes and get your free copy. And now, please listen and sign the petition. Over to Tiago. So... Here we are, believe it or not, on a um, Sunday where we are going to be talking about the, 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 the staffing crisis, but also what we can do about it. And today's guests have started what I would, he said, we just started something to make awareness, but I would almost call like it a movement for actually trying to solve this short term. And we're going to be talking about, you know, short term visas coming into the UK. So welcome to the, to the show, uh, Thiago. It's really a pleasure to have you here because I know you're not just doing the petition. You're also opening a restaurant next week. So it's been, been a, in a hell of a week. 
Yes, th thank you very much for having me here and I appreciate your time as well. As you said, it's on Sunday, but I I'm on hospitality for me, it's like a Monday. So <laughs> it's okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, and I absolutely feel the same because I just thought we need to get this out to people in the industry and actually see if we we might be able to 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 do some change, actually get you know a solution to a problem that has impacted everyone, no matter size, uh, part of the sector, the staffing crisis, and having enough hands to get the the job done. But Tiago, can you start off with just telling a bit about your story and how you came to this point where you said enough is enough, we need to start a petition. I've been in hospitality for almost 17 years of my life and I was abroad uh, when I came back to London now. I, I work in London for 12, 13 years, but I was abroad for a year now and I came back. And I've been here for my friends that they're having problems to hire. Uh, to retain stuff and I, I kind of didn't believe it too much until I actually see with my own eyes uh, and then I got this role that I am now and then I felt like right straight on the first week I was like oh my god the thing is serious uh, so and then it took me a while to understand that uh, how can we fix and then like literally going through internet and looking this uh, previous petitions and I said like you know I think there is a possibility that we can try to push the government to, to, to help with that. And, but I, I let it go. I kind of say, okay, I, I think I'm a small fish. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And one, one day, uh, moving from one restaurant and, and another in Soho with a friend of mine, he said, like, I remember Tiago when he used to have all this pool of stuff that we can choose. And there was like a lot of people like coming here to work in hospitality. And I really miss that. And I like, Oh my God, I think, I think the solution is there. I think let, let, let me just try to do it. So on the same night, I came back home at two o'clock in the morning and I'm like, okay, let's do that. And I just start to type and I drafted the email. Then on the next morning, I kind of read again and I said, okay, let's try. I didn't expect it to get the return that I had that fast, but, but it, it is there. Like it's over 17,000 signatures at the moment. Yeah, and the government have already because what what is this? Let's start with actually what is exactly you are asking the government to do? What is like the purpose of the petition? Okay, ideally is that because I I have the experience abroad, uh, and most of the countries that I work, they have this kind of visas that allow people from foreigner countries to come into their specific country to work for a period of time, usually like one year to two years. Okay, and and again. Uh, there is agreements between governments uh, from, from country to country. They allow the specific countries to come to the, the other countries. So that's why I put the EU uh, nationals, because we, we are neighbors. Uh, that, that's the most of the, the hospitality stuff came from EU before. So that's why I use the EU as a, like a, a, a guide and reference, because that's how work in the other countries as well. They... I'm not going to say names of countries because I don't want to be unfair, but like that, that is uh, certain countries. They just allowed people from country B to come into this country A and, and, and that's how it works. And all this country B, can they spend two years? Country A can come for one year. So that's, that's the idea is literally to, to make this possible here in the UK. And uh, what, what has been the answer up to now from, from the government? Because... There has been a re reply to, to to many of these uh, p 
petitions and and movements that's created by different organizations in hospitality and and actually raising a similar kind of uh, solution as you are. Yeah, like the the answer from the from the government is being that uh, they don't have any plans to bring people with any skills. Uh, how to say any skills uh, to the UK, all right? But I think that is a bit unfair because uh, in the end of the day, it takes a lot of skills to work in hospitality, regardless if you are a front of house, a back of house, there is no certain, uh, like, how I can say, it, it takes a lot of skills and, and, and that's been the response from the government. So they, in the short term, they don't have any plans but it's just a matter of keep putting pressure. And um, what what do you heard from from your colleagues that you started this? What what have their you know uh, reply have been to you, and uh, how you felt the support has been across the industry? Ah, it's been great. Like uh, I, I never I never expected that to to have such a big response like I had, and and I think everyone is in the same page because everyone is going through the same problem right now. And, and the response was brilliant, like uh, from sharing, from signing, to, to 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 talking about it on social media, and 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 that is, is a great great support. And the demographic of the petition as well. If you look on on the petition itself, and you go on the demographics of the, the the petition, it literally is all over the UK. Is I think that I can count in a hand how many of the the areas that haven't been target that like that no one actually sign it and 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 that's brilliant so that's that's really really brilliant if we go back to the the technicality and you talked about a one to two year visa uh will what will what why two years and what would that actually uh, solve will it make some change uh okay like because in the end of the day we will attract like the young young generation all right with this kind of visa is the same if you go to uh, working farms in some countries like in the Far East, uh, it will attract the, the, the young generation. Some of them, they don't looking to uh, to settle, but they're looking for a new adventure. They look to make new friends. They're looking for like this kind of things. Okay. And, and two years is a good time as well for the hospitality itself, get back on its like, foot and uh, on its feet. And then and try to find another ways to to fill up these uh, gaps that we have in, in the in the business. What about uh, you were talking about skills as well? That we need some skills short term, especially in 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 the back of house, but I guess also in front of house. Would that help as well? That we can attract some more experienced people for for a shorter period of time. Yes, I think like if if you like if you, if you, if you see because I have the experience to work in like few countries, all right, and and if you see the level of uh, skills that you get abroad, uh, the people that are being attracted not only by salaries but like way of living as well is fantastic. So your pool of talent is really open, and and and, and, and as I said, like. Two years, uh, like the hospitality is not going to change in two years. I reckon it's going to take another five, six, seven years to get to the point that we can literally retrain everyone here in the UK and make more attractive. But two years is enough to to give a little bit of a break as well for, for the hospitality because 
because of COVID, we didn't have that chance. So it literally came out of, it, it came Brexit, and then in the middle of Brexit, there was COVID, and then when we come out of COVID, it's gone. So we don't have that possibility there anymore. Yeah, it's very interesting. You say it's also about bridging the gap with skills that we don't have, that we need to actually have time to both build the systems and get people through, because we know not every person we take through that system is going to choose a career in hospitality. So we actually start need to get some more people that actually have the right to stay here in the UK to, to start taking up this job and actually make it attractive again. And, and it's interesting, you have quite a, a long horizon. Of, why, why, why do you think it takes about six to seven years to get there? Because when you hear politicians and other people, it seems like, oh yeah, we'll just have to find some people and, and, and invest in them. Now, it, it doesn't work like that. Uh, one, you need to make the, the, the business attractive itself, right? And hospitality, as you know, is brutal. Okay, it's not for everyone, and that's well known. Uh, and and like it's a matter of like showing the the, the young generation uh, that it's not only about the hard work and the long hours. It's about what you can experience in life. Because I start as well from the bottom, and and I have the opportunity to travel all over the world doing something that I actually love. It, you know, and that's what you need to prove to these kids that. That there will be there and, and there will be opportunities, but it takes time. Everything in life takes time. And, and, and it's just the fact that hospitality is being hit by several things at the moment. And, and, and everyone is panicking, but nobody's trying to find solutions. And so, yeah, and training takes time. All right. Tra training going to take like a few years, like to train someone. It's not only training, but it's to motivate people to make more attractive. Uh, whatever the government say in terms of timing, I disagree uh, completely because it will take time to train the new generation in hospitality and make it attractive. Yeah, and I guess it's also finding totally new ways of operating, thinking business, uh, implementing that into your culture, make that an everyday thing, transist, uh other, you know, people that have stayed in the industry, you know, make a transition of them into the new ways as well, because it's, change is always hard, no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, I, I'm a general manager, right? So I'm on the front line every day. Okay. Different from the, from the people that like the, 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 the operators, let's put it away. Uh, like I'm on the front line. So I deal with like, oh, I don't have someone coming today. Oh, I have someone calling sick. I need to make uh, time because people need to go to university, need to go to school. And all this uh, is, is really hard to manage a business on top of it. I have friends that they are closing their business like two, three days a week because they don't have staff. And the staff that they have, they don't want to burn it. I can give you like several examples. I can spend the whole day giving examples. Because like I, I'm in contact with a lot of people and it's sad because like it's revenue that is not coming. So it's taxes that are not being generated and, and it's, 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 it's like jobs that are not being created because we don't have the people that is willing to do it. Yeah. And what you're saying is that exactly customers or consumers actually want to dine out and spend money and put them in the hospitality businesses. But it's not just it's not possible to open the doors. No, exactly, days. exactly. Yeah. So, 
uh, I, I know business that I used to have like operations that would like do six, seven hundred guests per day. They're reducing that by half because they cannot operate. They don't have their staff. And 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 then and, and, and comes the, the people that say it's like, ah, as a customer can go somewhere else. But like, yes, you can, but you're not going to have that experience on that particular place because they cannot operate it and it's sad uh, and i, I checked that before i put the petition out i checked some numbers as well and it's apparently over two hundred thousand people that left the hospitality industry during covid that never came back uh, and that's a big number <laughs> so that's the, that's the numbers that we need to bring back so so to make feasible it was also an interesting thing I was thinking of saying there. It was like maybe for good for the audience as well because you are because the conversation we have had and you're opening a restaurant next week, you are really on the front line and the other people you talk with, other GMs, ops managers and so on. If we should put it on a scale from one to ten, just to put it like make it tangible, like where one is, you know, absolutely the worst ever and ten it's great, you know, things are thriving. Where are we right now when it comes to, you know, attracting enough right people? Uh, I would say like we're below five, let's put it away. Yes, yes, that's from what was prior COVID and it's like it's below five. It's, it's really, really hard, really, really hard. Is it harder than it was in COVID or is it easier? uh okay like it's a bit easier because like you you don't have restrictions correct so you you can bring the people through the door but it's the, the, it's the it's a matter of like entertaining the entertaining the people that you bring through the door and when i mean entertaining i mean like serving them <laughs> make sure they have a great experience uh, and make sure that they can like fulfill the the expectations like uh, so yeah that's that's the difference is is a bit complicated right now yes it's very complicated that's actually led to my next question because it'll also be interesting to hear from your point of view we all know that uh, you know staffing crisis is one challenge but what about the other challenges that's hitting uh, the industry uh, right now which one do you see that can have even you know worse or even put the pressure even harder on on the day-to-day operating and also you know staff yeah, I think on a day-to-day, you have the energy costs now, even though you have this frozen for the next six months, uh, it's still going to hit really hard at us. Uh, uh, and it's not only small businesses, big businesses as well, because in the end of the day, uh, hospitality work in a really tight profit margin in general, you know, and anything that it hit us, it hits hard, it hits right in the heart. And... and food costs as well, uh, imports uh, uh, of products that before used to come easier and now is, is a bit harder to get it. So all these are small, it's, it's the perfect storm. So it's, and everything is hitting us badly. What make us like now in a good position is because <clears throat> it's the festive period is coming. So the, the places start to get a bit busier so you can make a little money to kind of recover from the rest of the year. But still, can we deliver because we don't have the staff? Can you make more? But maybe not because we don't have the staff there. So that, that's the main things. 
what has been, you know, now you have started this petition and, and movement and trying to get these visa in, in place or definitely get the government to be open to the conversation, not just uh, uh, take it away from the table straight away when, when you put it on the table. Um, what has been your most significant learning? Because this is a very different thing that than you normally do when you run restaurants. You're suddenly involved in, in politics. Yes, uh, like I, I say to my friends, like I'm trying to keep it like as out of politics as possible. That's why I don't, I, I don't point any fingers on any government or anything like that. Because in the end of the day, uh, they are the one who can make the differences. The politics, the politicians, you know. But uh, it, I find fantastic because uh, uh, the support that people giving, I, I didn't expect to get so much support so fast. And it's quite interesting to see uh, how it becomes a discussion and, and how people like come up like, like the, the thing is like what I find out is that everyone talks about it, but nobody comes with a concrete like solution. I thought of all the ways as, as well, but as I said, it will take time, but it's a, it's, a, it's a strange journey for me because like I'm the kind of person that I don't like to get involved in too much politics, but like, unfortunately, it needs to because otherwise it's never going to change it. it. It sounds like we have some huge challenges and that's probably known for everyone listening. But what is like you, you working in the front line, opening a restaurant next week, working on this petition? What is your prediction for, for hospitality the next three to five years where, where do you where do you see we are going especially here in the in the uk okay if you if you don't make some changes right now all right in terms of like who you can who you can get to to work i reckon that within like three to five years like that for the uk from like a reference in terms of like hospitality and culinary we're gonna go back to the like how I can say the the stone age of like hospitality. To be honest, we're gonna go, we're gonna be really well behind it. And and the thing is that the way some operators are doing at the moment, they they trying to make attractive, uh, giving positions and names and like uh, to 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 the job descriptions. There is no reality. You will make even less attractive because when people realize that oh. I've been hired, my job description say I'm like a supervisor or my assistant manager, but I'm actually a glorified waiter. It, it, people will run away even faster. So that's not the way. So the way is like one is training, but training the, the, the people from a college age. Then also they understand how hospitality works. And two is, is foreign uh, labor. And that's, that's a fact. But, but that's it's very interesting you're saying it's not so much the the fancy words marketing the uh, promotion you do and how well you try to sell your proposition because if the experience is no different or worse then actually that's then people not going to stay and actually never sell a promise you can't deliver on that's also what you say yeah exactly and that's happening quite a lot because what i'm doing as well I'm literally tracking like a lot of job uh, job offers online for several positions, you know, and 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 I ask people that some some people that apply for the job positions and they 
they come back to me like uh but Tiago there there was actually no what was the actually job description I was pretty much like they offered me like a, a system manager job and I was pretty much just a waiter running tables you know and that's not what I want and and it's quite understandable because like you like selling something that is not true and and, and that's what's gonna make people run even faster from hospitality so so what is there anything you know we, we we talked about a lot of challenges and we hopefully this petition will start solving some of the challenges based on the time but is there anything you like you know in all the chaos do you see any excitement and opportunities within all this yes like i'm, I'm not gonna lie to you i've been working like my team not right now they are all young guys all young like all young and they have a lot of motivation they have a lot of energy of course, like they always studying, so it's a bit complicated in terms of commitment here and there. But like, uh, like if if you have people that can actually motivate these people, uh, not from like me, I'm doing now at work, but like from high school age, you know, like to point them in other directions in terms of work, you know, I think like we're on the right place. It's just a matter of educating people, and I think we will be fine. But it needs time. That's why I say like it's not gonna change in the next two, three years. It's gonna take five, six, seven years because it takes time to educate people and to change this. But I can see that there is a, a young generation that they, they are looking for it, but like they need to be put on the right path. And the way some operators are doing is not the right way, and that's just gonna make people run even faster away from it. And that leads very perfectly to my next question because I, what <laughs> if you should give like three concrete advice or action you think you know operators leaders needs to do to build this business that both you know people and customers rave about no matter what what are those? Uh, in in terms in terms of like for the staff, right? I would say under promise and over deliver to your staff, right? So that's that's one. Uh, it's not all about uh, big salaries because what you what are we doing is like inflating the salaries and gonna get it to a point that's unbearable, all right? And and, and and make sure that you retain the staff, the good ones. Try to maintain retain them, but again, no over promising, all right? Because that is just gonna create more frustration. So that's the three things I say. I love that. So don't overpromise. It, it comes again. You know, it's not about about the, the the money, but actually invest in time in them, the people you want to retain, and make sure they are on on a journey and uh, and they feel you're with them on that journey. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of salary, uh, I'm gonna give an example. Like I have I have a friend of mine. He has a pub next to a, a stadium. And no long ago, he was offering like almost 20 pounds per hour to people to come to work just to collect the glasses. And he has zero people coming to work because someone, someone else offered 22 pounds per hour, <laughs> you know? So it's kind of, that's not the right direction. You're just going to make sure your business close earlier because it's like unbearable. You're picking off the, the money on the cash flow in principle, and that makes sure, you know, yeah. you have to liquidate. And then again, and again, you know, you can, there also has to be the income to support the cost. And I think that's what you said before as well, that some people has to cut half their capacity. That, that's, that's more than the profit that's gone there. That's the business gone, I would say, when you said. 
Um, is there any question, Tiago, you would like that I've asked you? And uh, what, what question would it be and what would you have answered in connection with the, the subject we're talking about today, the staffing crisis? No, I, th I think I think we'll cover everything. I think, like I said, I said from my heart, you know, everything that I say here, I said from my heart. And you, the questions that you you did was spot on, and, and I, I don't think like I have any like questions that I would be able to answer anymore right now. You know, maybe like <laughs> when you actually get the the numbers that we need, and maybe we we be able to have more questions, you know, and see how we can execute this on a debate in the parliament or something like that. But at the moment. I'm gonna be like stuck because I don't know what's happening in the in the near future with him. Well, well, then is then is action time now. So first of all, how many how many uh, how many how much support do you need? How many need to sign this petition? Uh, I need at least a hundred thousand people to sign this petition. I'm at the moment at seventeen thousand three hundred ninety-eight. All right, uh, I need to get to a hundred thousand so the government can consider for a debate. Taking consideration the previous hospitality petition that was over a year and a half ago, you got over 200,000 signatures. Uh, so I think we, we can get that in the next four months or so. So uh, we have about, how long do we have to do this? About four months, you say, or is there like an end date? Yeah, there's an end date. So the end date is in the beginning of uh, February. So we have... Uh, yeah, so October, November, December, January, February. We've got almost five months left. Yeah, it would be great if we can do it before. Oh, yeah, no, it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be really good. And yeah, and the government also, because they, because I'm the creator of the petition, so they keep in touch with me, any update or anything like that. So they send me an email this week, send that whatever time that was lost during this period of like uh, national mourning, it will be replace it in the end so that would be extended so we got some time there as well good tiago if people want to you know both sign the petition and connect with you where do they do that okay i'm on my linkedin so uh, my name is uh, as it says tiago lustogini you can find him over there i put something every couple of days i put something on my linkedin about it all right uh, there is the link as well for the petition uh, i can share that the link with you and you can share with your public yeah, we'll put the link in the show notes for people out there. It will be uh, together with uh, the newsletter we send out as well. So there'll be lots of places to pick it up. And then, of course, on, on, on LinkedIn as well, as, as you say, Tiago. Thank you so much for, for taking uh, the time this Sunday, Tiago. And I send uh, you and, and the team opening the rest, uh, restaurant, Power and Energy. And also, I'm sure we're going to touch base as you continue the journey to get this petition to plus 100,000. Okay. Uh, thank you very much for having me here. And I hope like, I'll see you like, pretty soon to say, like, listen, we, we hit the, the, the 100,000. The government going to actually listen to us. We, we will do it. Thank you so much, Tiago, for doing this important work. Everyone that has tuned in, please sign and share this petition today. It matters for the future of our beloved industry. A big thank you to BizSimply for supporting us, bringing great insights, strategies, and tools to help leaders become better every day. Check them out at bizsimply.com or on their socials at bizsimply or bizsimplyhq. You can also email them directly at podcast at bizsimply.com. Thank you to Fina Charlson, who is the show producer and editor from the Podcast Collective. I really appreciate that you're listening in. So if you enjoyed today's conversation, please share, rate, review, 
or subscribe to one of our channels, which all can be done via the website hospitalitymavericks.com. If you have any ideas and feedback for the show or other thoughts, reach out to me via LinkedIn or my email at michael at hospitalitymavericks.com. Find out more about us and subscribe to the weekly news that Maverick taught via hospitalitymavericks.com. And remember now to get your free version of the new white paper, The Six Tenants of Agile Hospitality. Six tenants every leader needs to survive and thrive in the new area of hospitality. Click the link in the show notes. And I'm Michael Tingser, and you've been listening to the Hospitality Maverick podcast show. Be Maverick! <laughs>